thinking of starting a podcast? Well, try Anchor. It's free, easy to use, and its creation tools allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or computer. It'll even take care of distribution for you with a single tap so you can be heard on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Also, Anchor is the only place you can publish video podcasts directly to Spotify. Man, you can even make money using Anchor in a couple of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. It's truly everything you need in one place to make a podcast. So make sure to go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to another live edition of the It's Cavalier podcast. As always, it's your boy Mac. Joining me today via StreamYard is my good friend and co-host Corey Walsh of Fear the Sword. How are you doing, Corey? I'm doing pretty well. I'm now very uh, scared of this upcoming Pistons game coming into the coming off All Star Weekend. But hey, we have a lot of highs to ride going into that. So. Yeah, and in case anybody didn't see the news, Darius Garland, along with Karis LeVert, will miss that game. I think Dylan Winter got ruled out too, didn't he? Yeah, wow, damn. That's that's <laughs> tough. That I can't say I didn't see this coming. <laughs> yeah, that Winter loss is tougher than Garland. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's pretty crazy to Dylan Winter got hurt in the All-Star game and can't play. That, that really stinks. <laughs> yeah, so we'll have to see with Detroit you know, kind of looks like in that regard as well. Maybe they'll have an injury or two pop up last minute. I hope. Yeah. Nothing's uh, going to match that Windler loss though. So <laughs> <laughs> we're screwed. Oh man. With that said, did the Cavs win all-star weekend or did the Cavs win all-star weekend? I mean, you know, it helps when LeBron puts this into its propaganda machine. It feels good to be on the other side of that machine for once <laughs> versus it, it being like everyone's pointing him to other teams other than the Cavs. Now we're the media darling. So it allows LeBron to easily push out his uh, message to the Lakers that, hey, you know, I wanted Russell Westbrook gone and he's still here. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I honestly do not know how that whole situation is going to shake out. Obviously, LeBron is not going to be a free agent until the 2023-24 season. Um, and we know how he kind of likes to control his own destiny. He takes these verbal jabs or um, I don't even know what how to really go around this topic, to be honest with you, just because I feel like LeBron is so calculating with every single thing that he says. I mean, we watched him do it for years in Cleveland the first time around. He did it. Uh, he did it in Miami too. He tried, but they shut that down real quick. <laughs> I want Shabazz Napier and I'll come back. They trash Shabazz <laughs> Napier. I'm out. <laughs> but yeah, Shabazz he, looks great. He tried it in Miami. They they shut it down for the most part there. And then in his return to Cleveland, I mean, many people speculated that he pretty much ran <laughs> the franchise at that point from a player acquisition perspective. Yeah, but David Griffin gets all the flowers. Oh, yeah. Now look at him in uh, New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, he's... CJ McCollum's going to be great, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother story right there. Uh, but, man, just speaking in reference, just the All-Star Weekend in particular, outside of the dunk contest, which, you know, we talked about this a little bit right before going live here, 
that was just a disappointment <laughs> outside of uh, Cole Anthony dunking in Tim's. That's the only that? highlight I saw was that he dunked in Timberlands. I didn't watch the, um, the dunk contest, but I watched everything else. It wasn't intentional. Not one of those dunk contest haters. I don't want that propaganda being spread. I think all every part of all-star weekend is fun. And if you find a way to nitpick someone's fun, then that says a lot more about you than anything else. Oh man, that is so true. Um, yeah. Cole Anthony, Duncan and Tim's um, one highlight in Obi Toppin, you know, a Dayton flyer alum, you know, I'm from Dayton. So I love to see guys that go to UD do well. And uh, I'm glad he took home the uh, rather disappointing dunk <laughs> title, man. I honestly, I believe that they should stop doing the dunk contest every single season. Um, if it was me, if I was in charge of that type of thing, I would just say maybe do it every other year, but increase the pool for players. Like, what is it four now? Yeah, four participants. Increase it to like six, maybe eight. Yeah, I think year. the issue is like it's just not enough like high People. caliber players want to do it. It's always like <laughs> a rookie that wants to do it or a role player that's like athletic. Like I feel like Gerald Green like is like Jones. the. Imp- I, I was gonna say like Gerald Green, the Derek Jones type of player. They're just super athletic. Like those are the only players that seem to be built to want to do the uh, dunk contest. I mean, yeah, it gets you some exposure, I suppose. And Derek Jones Jr., I feel like, really got his name out there from that. Not a lot of people who knew who he was uh, prior to him. Did he win the contest he was in? I cannot remember. I think he won um, one of them. Yeah, I know Hamadou. Didn't Hamadou Diallo also win have. one too? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Jones may not have won. I don't know if my memory is not really helping me out right now, but I'll say this. The dunk contest, man, until they get some, like you said, some more high-profile athletes in there, we uh it, it's gonna get continue to get watered down. I mean, there are only so many ways to dunk a basketball. <laughs> yeah. And then at some point you're just gonna repeat someone else's and then that it won't get you enough of a score or something because the judges all seem to think you have to be in the lab coming up with like this like insane dunk <laughs> where you just do six different things at once while you're only in the air for like three seconds flip at six a time. Times. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> do like a nine hundred, a Tony Hawk nine hundred out there. <laughs> Like, uh, this dunk was inspired by Tony Hawk Underground 2. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I do a good old Dwight sticker jam on the, uh, on the backboard. Do it yeah, as a sex tricky flip. <laughs> it, it, it is getting to a point where I just, I don't even want to see it anymore every year I, until they can convince some big times. Like, this season, I would have loved to have seen Zion do it. I would have loved to see Ja. Yeah, I mean, Jaws the name I think of too. We Russell all, Westbrook really wanted to rebuild his image. Just he should have just done the dunk contest. Are we sure he wouldn't miss dunk though? Uh, <laughs> it seems like he's pretty good at that range, you know. But anything that requires a little bit of a jumper, it seems like his shot can kind of look like an erratic missile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. But yeah, Ja Zion. We all wanted to see LeBron do it for the longest. I think that obviously that time has passed. But until they can really get some high-profile athletes into this thing, it's 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 going to continue to die. And, and it's going to get to a point where I feel like the ratings for that specific part of the All-Star Weekend is going to is going to be a death knell eventually. Yeah, I wonder, honestly, like ratings-wise, what do people watch more these days? Or even enjoy? Do they enjoy watching the celebrity game or do they enjoy watching the dunk contest? Did you watch the celebrity game? I, uh, I watched some of it. I watched the second half, um, mostly because... 
my girlfriend was over and I was like, I wanted to show her. I, I, I just wanted her to see like what it's like. It's like her first all-star weekend, pretty much watching it. Uh, and, and I was like, Oh look, it's like people, you know, from not basketball. And then it's like, and this is why you know them from not basketball. <laughs> it's pretty much yeah. what you have to, Miles Garrett dunking was cool, but we, I think anyone saw that coming. The dude is like a menace. I mean, he's a tank. Do you, do you honestly believe he could play in the G league? No, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, he's he's a big, bulky guy. He's tall. If you're that tall, you should be able to dunk. If you have some type of bounce to you, you should be able to. But that's there's a huge difference between being an athlete in general and being an NBA athlete. Yeah, no offense, Miles Garrett, but I if I was your size, I could dunk over Machine Gun Kelly as well. <laughs> the dude is like a like a slim gym. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jack Harlow. Uh, Jack Harlow is not bad. I mean, he we, looks like the guy that would be like, oh, my inspiration was Mike Miller as a kid. <laughs> like, yeah. I could just see him being like that type of guy. <laughs> yeah, this the celebrity game was yeah, – it's getting better, I feel like, because they're getting more and more people interested in doing that. Uh, we've come a long way in from that Kevin regard. Hart. <laughs> yeah, from three-time champ or three-time MVP Kevin Hart. Okay. Kevin Hart was like winning the MVP was like the embodiment of how people say this is like the participation medal era of like – child sports because kevin hart just had to show up crack a joke on the live mic and they'd be like thanks for scoring those two points kevin we only gave you the ball like on 10 straight possessions Here's the <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> yeah something like that i just i don't know all-star weekend in general though being held in cleveland it was just so dope man i mean so many great things the, the rising stars challenge um did you get a chance to see that yeah that isaac Okoro <laughs> and evan mobley playing on the same team as Cade cunningham <laughs> yeah I, I like that format that they have now i am the the team that they played for was it team peyton man i can't remember no i thought they're team barry team barry yes team barry won it all you know, through the championship round and you know just specifically highlighting a few players who don't play for cleveland one in particular jay sean tate man did i love that dude like heading back to his Ohio State days where he was like the heart and soul of those Buckeyes team for a few seasons. And he ended up going undrafted a few seasons back, but dude plays hard as hell. And yeah, no, I, um, I think team Barry, I don't know if Rick Barry even was like conscious when he made these draft picks. Probably not, he, just, no. he, probably he looks like nothing. he was ready to just blow into the wind. If it's if he looks, he probably had right. nothing to do with that. He probably had somebody to assist him with that. But yeah, um, Jayshon Tate hitting that up and under for the game winner uh, to mm. score. What was it? The fiftieth point, I believe. Yeah, in yeah. the first game, right? Yeah. yeah, and then the championship round, they ended up winning that. Um, I love the set score type, type of thing. Uh, that that to me is a good way to go in regards to these festivities. Yeah, I saw. I see people are doing like a little discourse on whether that should be the way the NBA is played now. No. And I'm like, <laughs> it's just like that's just the complete thing I would expect from NBA hipster Twitter. Josh like, Giddy, yeah, the Josh Giddy hive is all like, how can I make Josh absolutely filthy? What if we have the team wins if their point guard gets 10, 10, and ten? In the game. The cheapest AKA triple doubles Josh out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no. Please, NBA, do not do that. Please do not do that. I, I would not love that for an NBA game. But for All-Star Weekend, that works. Yeah, especially when you're trying to – if you're going to condense these things into like a little bit of a mini tournament. Like that made it pretty fun. Like you, you kind of felt like you got through the games within like a half hour in that format. Because like the defense was – unless you weren't on Team Barry, <laughs> the defense was very lackadaisical. Uh, I will say, man, that the in the at least the first game uh, with Team Barry, the defense was 
it was at a higher level than it usually is in the all-star game. Oh yeah. That's what I meant. I was saying that uh, if you like team Barry was the only team that really showed life on defense. This is, and it was mostly because they picked all of the best defenders in that pool. Pretty much. Yeah. It was, so. it was exciting to watch, man. Isaac Quirrell had some highlight reel dunks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this, hopefully this is a confidence booster. I wish he just was like, he did take some threes and I was, I was pumped to see that he didn't make threes, but no <laughs> he, he, yeah. he still took them. Yeah, no pressure for him. He looked like LeBron James out there dunking in certain points. <laughs> you know, who knows? <laughs> yeah, and, and and speaking of LeBron, man, that's the topic that everybody's been talking about. Uh, before we get into that, let's just you know take a look at LeBron's comments <laughs> from one of his pressers. 25 years ago, man, when I was a kid, I was 12 years old, I was stating that earlier, and how like I wish like I had the means and the... Uh, ability to come up to Cleveland and just feel that energy and hopefully bump into one of those guys. Um, Man, I had so many dreams of being an all-star when I was a kid growing up in Akron and having a, a, you know, a team that was 35 minutes north of us, you know, even though as much as I loved MJ, I loved the Bulls, you know, just having that inspiration, having pro, pro teams right up to, up 77 north. You know, and having the Browns and the Indians at the time now, you know, the Guardians and having, you know, the, the Cavaliers. And I remember when they was playing, you know, <laughs> you know, not, not even I mean, a lot closer to in Richfield. Like, I remember that. And to, to sit here 25 years later um, doing what I love to do, dreaming about what I love to do, believing in what I wanted to be, um, it's just unbelievable. I mean, Cleveland is is very deserving of this of this platform and this moment. I mean, they got two all stars of their own in a game in DG and and big fella um, Jared Allen. I mean, and they got another guy an all star, and that's me. So um, I don't know. It's great, man. I'm pushing P, capital P. You know, that's what I'm doing. Appreciate it. <laughs> okay, so that's LeBron. That was his comments on one of his pressers right there. And obviously, we know the big takeaway from that is the last couple of lines in reference to referring to himself being a part. <laughs> now, you know, this set social media ablaze. I mean, I'm sure you saw it. And this mm-hmm. is the writing has really been on the wall for a while in regards to like speculation, but he just added fuel to the fire when he uh when he did that. And this goes back to what I was saying. Like Dude is calculating. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's he's pulling the Lakers organization into this. He's he's trying to gain control a little bit here and make his uh make his intentions somewhat well known that he could bounce when he's uh when his contract is over. And a lot of people think that that's a possibility. Uh, before we get into commenting, I just wanted to you know kind of and I'm sure you saw this, but I just want to shed some light to maybe some people who have it. You know, in response to that, Darius Garland, when asked by Jason Lloyd of The Athletic, pretty much just stated, our guys want to make our own legacy. It's a new look, a new feel. It's a rebirth in Cleveland. It would mean a lot to us. Now, that sounds like a player who really just wants to strike out on his own and not worry about the uh, the media circus that that comes with adding LeBron. So with that being said, my friend, Please elaborate on your thoughts and feelings on a potential LeBron James turn down the line, return down the line, rather. 
I um I feel like I'm in the minority. I don't know if I really see it in the cards. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh man, I don't want LeBron back because as much as like we can just sit there and be like, yeah, you know, LeBron back would be terrible. All we do is like win, and then that's that's the worst. And uh, to be fair, we would be getting LeBron like two years from now, pretty much, and we don't even know what state of like his body's going to be. And we can't just sit here and also act like LeBron. He's a cyborg. <laughs> He's been like a picture of health, pretty much. But this Lakers yeah. tenure has also been kind of riddled by these like weird fluke Wearing injuries, tape. like his that knee injury that he has like a fluid sac developing on the back. That doesn't seem like the what I've like, seen. That's not coming. That's not going away anytime soon. And I don't know if like his, I think LeBron's antics are the one thing I just don't see gelling with this team. Cause like LeBron came in, he'd have to like, accept that like, yeah, you know, it's great to be back in Cleveland, but I'm not going to have, I'm not going to be the authority of this team, the identity of the team. The team already has an identity now. And when he joined Kyrie back in uh, 2014, when he came back, I remember reports saying Kyrie wasn't even pumped that LeBron came to that yeah. team so i can only that was when the team what didn't even have an identity then it was basically Kyrie, and then we just kept on throwing darts at the board with these like random trades like the dang trade the haws trade and like trying <laughs> to see what would stick andrew bynum <laughs> andrew bynum what a time you know uh, yeah <laughs> great guy <laughs> but um yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I know where you kind of stand. I feel like you would love to have LeBron back in any facet. Oh, whatsoever. I'll get to that. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just I just don't want to like, kind of taint what's being done. And I know like from an X's and O's standpoint and a number standpoint, it's stupid to say that LeBron coming back would because the one thing this team is missing is a, a three pretty much like a, a dominant three that can change the game. But I think at this point with what this team needs, it doesn't, it's not going to need LeBron to come in in order for them to figure it out. I think in time they'll figure it out anyway. And LeBron just moves too many pieces around just by him being there, not saying he's going to shadow GM the team again, but you can't say that no matter where he goes, the the team doesn't drastically change regardless of roster moves. Okay. That is fair. And People, you know, like you said, a lot of people know where I kind of stand on this. And my thought process, and for those of you who don't, I am not saying that I want LeBron back. However, I will say that I would be okay with his return. Um, however, there are caveats, and I've said this numerous times. Uh, one of the biggest hurdles here is the financial hurdle of it. Um, from all accounts at this point, it kind of seems like LeBron, in whatever scenario it may be, uh, we know it's most likely not going to be a trade scenario because Cleveland is not coming off any young assets to get a guy who could potentially be a free agent in a year or two. So we know that his acquisition would be via free agency of the 2023-24 season that summer. So that said, the financial ramifications of that are a big deal because we know that Darius Garland is likely going to be handed a max extension whenever the Cavs can get him to sign on the dotted line. Mm -hmm. We know that they have to begin planning for Isaac Okoro, whatever contract decision they have in regards to that. That's not even speaking about whatever the team decides to do about Colin Sexton. You don't Karis know what. Yeah, Karis LeVert. You still have, well, you just signed Jared Allen this season and he's still going to be on the books. You never know what's going to happen with Kevin Love. I mean, he may resign once his contract extension's up if he's not traded. Uh, there's just so many different variables. And then you, you really don't know in regards to like free agent moves. You got Karis LeVert. 
who the Caps may they 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 traded Ricky Rubio and uh, draft picks to get him. So they probably think of him as in the uh, at least the short term plans over the next few seasons. So there's just so many different hurdles to clear in that. And LeBron until his last season, because we've heard him say now that he wants to play his last season with his son, which is a it's a possibility. I mean, at that point, he he, he said he said himself, it's not about the money during that season. But that's still a ways away, and we know he's not going to sign for cheap. Yeah, I you know, it. I hear – I was Go going to say, I hope LeBron uh, enjoys playing in Croatia. Because <laughs> <laughs> based on uh, the draft boards I'm seeing, LeBroni is not, uh, like, eye-popping. LeBroni's 17 right now, right? Yeah, yeah, I think he still has one more year of high school, and then he would have a year of college left. But yeah. from what I've read, he's, like, the, like not even, like, the third best player on the Sierra Canyon team. And he's not very high on the, uh, on the scattering report, or at least the, um, the draft analytics of it. Yeah, all. I think he dropped from a five star to a four star now. So that's, that's kind of concerning, especially with, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. He could, he could easily transform into like an infinitely better player, especially if he has like half the work ethic that LeBron does. Like, cause at the end of the Probably day, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's, it could be genetic. I don't want to sound like I'm a brawny <laughs> hater at all, or like I'm discouraging a kid being like a professional athlete or anything, but I just feel like you, you, everyone knows to an extent how tough it is to be a good player in the NBA. And even a second round pick is usually like a stud college player, even at like a, like a lower tier school, like Jason Preston yeah. was like a second rounder and he was really good at Ohio. And I don't think people are looking at Bronny and being like, I don't see Bronny leading a middle tier college roster to a like a, a March madness bid birth. He's going to go to Duke <laughs> and be basically riding the pine for coach K. It sounds like, but even with that said, his draft stock is going to rise just because LeBron is going to play. You know, oh yeah, goes. I'm just so. worried if this is going to become like a Leangelo Ball type <laughs> thing, where it's like you bring Bronny. Like, let's move. Well, we'll say LeBron, uh, Bronny gets drafted in the second round, but the minute that Dad leaves, is Bronny just going to be like a G League money grabber? Where I people mean, are like, might. we got Bronny, Phase Clan member, Phase <laughs> Clan night. I, I have not watched a whole ton of Sierra Canyon's games to really give a, in, you know, a, some type of standpoint on whether or not Bronny's going to be a good player. So I won't even comment on that. But what I will say is this LeBron, uh, especially in regards to the Cleveland return, there's just so many caveats in regards to that, that, that people really have to take in, into account. One, obviously, like I said before, is the financial side of things. There are just so many things to consider in regards to that. The other is, I mean, we, we can assume that fit wise, like you said, this is what the Cavs need a three of his, the, the best three in, in basketball history. If, if, uh, if I'm being honest here and maybe a little bit biased, but <laughs> This is it. He's exactly the prototypical type of player that they need. However, many people's concern stems from the fact that the offense would likely run through LeBron uh, if he was to return. And the people have a problem with that because that then takes the ball out of Darius Garland's hands, who has developed at such a high rate, especially. I mean, we, we talk about what his game has, what the absence of Colin Sexton has done for Darius Garland's game. Just imagine what people react like if Darius Garland is made to play off ball once if Braun returns. 
Yeah, it, honestly, like I don't see angles in which it makes sense. Like outside of people being like, "Oh man, it'd be so great, King Returns the third time, <laughs> third chapter, yeah, Hollywood ending, <laughs> so good." And then you watch it, it's like, "Wow, this isn't the cast team we just watched for the last two years." Because it's gonna t- like I don't, I can't even, I can't imagine LeBron doing what Kevin Love has done this year, like where he accepts Except like, "Hey, reserve role." Yeah, this isn't me. Not even like he'll be a reserve, but like I'm now just going to be a role guy who pretty much comes in and does what he's supposed to do. Like LeBron, I can't, I don't even imagine him operating in like a secondary playmaker fashion. <laughs> Never mind like tertiary. <laughs> he's so. the guy. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I would be, you know, idiotic to say that that wouldn't be a concern of mine too especially when you talk about the the bevy of mouths to feed here and the development that these guys have made on their own um you know this is this season has played out largely without colin sexton and you know how i feel about that i'm hoping he returns so there's just so many different um areas in regards to this that he his acquisition could impact um so I'll just reiterate, do I want him, you know, do I want to see him back in Cleveland? It would be nice, but I'm not gonna, I'm not clamoring for it. It's not like if he doesn't return to Cleveland, I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah. So if you had a water gun to your head, a water gun to my head <laughs> in a one, uh, in a, what's more likely LeBron to return at in any facet or a one day retirement contract? At this point, I still heavily believe that LeBron is going to return um, during that that offseason, 2023-24. I would bet my money on it. Just, dude, I don't know how many times. I think I've told you this a few times, and I, I know I've said it a million times on Twitter. Dude is like the ultimate opportunist. When he sees an opportunity, uh, he'll seize it. He will be – he's all about player empowerment. He's the one guy who really – we like to talk about how – LeBron started this super team era, even though that's not true. Um, mm-hmm. He just really skyrocketed player empowerment, and he just holds such a a big grasp on that. And he's going to control his own destiny. He's going to continue to do that. He did that. He did that even when he was in Cleveland the second stint. All those one in one contracts. Um, he he always held the power. So I I, I get it. Uh, but just to answer your question, I, I really truly honestly believe that he is going to want to return to Cleveland. But that being said, there was a report that came out today, I believe, that said Cleveland might not be too keen on his return. Did you yeah, see I, that? I, no, I didn't see that. But I honestly can see why. I can just see the logic and what they're thinking. Like, there's just too many other facets outside of LeBron coming back that don't make like, like you said, the financials, the the whole like the team would have to like completely recalibrate in a certain way. I just I can see why Kobe Allman's looking at this and being like, I'm all set because you know the last time. <laughs> let's not also forget that LeBron hated Kobe Altman in his last year in Cleveland with all the like he remember they wanted those trades yeah. for like DeAndre Jordan. He's like I want to give up the first for DeAndre Jordan <laughs> or whatever. He didn't want it from the Celtics trade, and then and now in, now he's telling everyone during the All Star game he's like Kobe Altman has one of the the most fantastic GMs in the entire I mean, league. Yeah. I've it's always LeBron. been one of his biggest fans. He's it's such classic LeBron. 
LeBron's LeBron's doing better acting now than he did in Space Jam too. Oh come on, that jab was not necessary. <laughs> I just, I just like I, 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 I appreciate not feeling like the knife go into my chest from him doing it to a, uh, using us or another team against us. Now it's like we're the team that he's like trying he's to be angling. like, oh man, life will be so great back in Cleveland again, and. I mean, I just, you just can't act like the scars aren't there sometimes, you know. So they, I'll take I'll take my shots where they lie. But I, I watch <laughs> Space Jam too, so uh, I'm a liar. <laughs> yeah, um, I certainly see the possibility here. However, I'd be okay if he didn't return to just because of the development trends of this team. I mean, without LeBron, they look like they are a possible you know contender for the Eastern Conference uh, championship and. Depending upon injuries, depending upon, you know, guys returning and whatnot, next season we could see them in the finals. Hell, we could see them in the finals this year if some if some crazy stuff goes down. So <laughs> um at that point, I think Cleveland I think Cleveland absolutely says no thank you if they end up yeah. getting that far. I think they say we're not going to jeopardize what we've built here uh in order because when you talk about LeBron and on any team, the urgency or any team just raises as soon as he gets in the building, especially with him being in his final seasons. Um, you know, that would completely change the timeline in regards to whatever team he goes to. <laughs> oh man. I, Sacramento uh, Kings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wherever Bronny ends up, that he could very well be the Kings. <laughs> I really want Bronny to get drafted in like the first round by some pedestrian franchise to see like if LeBron would truly be like, uh, do I want to play with Bronny that bad? Why are you waiting for my other son to get drafted? He gets drafted by the Warriors. <laughs> Your move, LeBron. Steph's like, welcome home. <laughs> yeah, welcome to my team. Yeah, <laughs> that's what ended up happening. Man, speaking of Steph, do you see him dropping a 50, a 50 burger on, you know, the uh, team Durant? What was yeah. it, 16 threes? Yeah, it, uh, let's just say at halftime, I felt kind of confident about my Darius MVP bet I made. You made <laughs> he oh, you actually points? bet on him. You did? Yep, I was like, I getting Kyrie vibes from Nola, and then uh, I halftime it was feasible. He had like ten points. I think the highest mm-hmm. score actually was like Zach Levine at that point, and I'm like, Zach yeah. Levine's not going to win. <laughs> and then Steph Curry decided to just go nuclear, and every three that went in, I'm like, you know, Darius could step in for a minute if he wanted to. <laughs> oh man, as as much as I hate and despise the Warriors, man, that dude can shoot. In, in just anywhere. I mean, he is a joy to watch play. I mean, best shooter of all time. We already know that. But it's it's just a different story in in that type of setting. The dude is just playing around. 16 threes, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, especially after plugging his HBO Max show. You know, what a rebound for him. <laughs> what, a, yeah. what, a, what a weekend for Steph, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, I say I this, but I think actually my girlfriend wants to watch it. You're so going to end up I'll- watching it. Yeah, I'll probably have to give you the review in the next episode. Please do. Yeah, let me know, man. Did you see Jared Allen block Joel Embiid? Oh, man. Oh, yes. Beautiful. <laughs> After that poster I, dunk. <laughs> dude, Jared Allen, always always playing to the like his hardest. That's what I loved. I loved when the Cavs stepped on the floor. It felt like they're the ones who were just like soaking it in more because like you saw immediately there was that Darius tried to oop it to Jared, but Jared wasn't there. <laughs> and I yeah. was just like, oh damn, they're going for flash today. But yeah. I just yeah. love watching them out there. It just it felt like a like you just got like the smile on your face being like, oh my God. It felt like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme with him pointing <laughs> at the TV. Just be like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, man, it, it was beautiful to watch. Um, hopefully, Cleveland, it doesn't have to wait too much longer. Well, a long time again. What was it? Twenty five. They got the fifty. Now they got. They just had the seventy five. Hopefully, we don't have to wait till hundred. <laughs> I mean, it'd be cool if we got a hundred too. It's like you know, at least the benchmarks run through Cleveland. I mean, it's certainly possible. I, I think it is definitely a possibility for that to happen. But Jesus, I mean, we'll be near our fifties, if not in our fifties, by then. <laughs> but think how seasoned we will be in this podcast. <laughs> it's going to be amazing content by then. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll have had uh, Dean Wade on by that multiple times time. actually yeah. i'll be replaced by <laughs> dean wade that's how this roadmap kind of works out it'd be like uh, you know dean really likes the pod he's just gonna sneak in forever oh man that being said thank you guys for joining us like i always tell you if you'd like to reach out to us you can at it's cavalier underscore pod on twitter tiktok instagram youtube have a good day